Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is February 27th, it's 2019, and we have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Big slates are always fun to break down with my friend, my good buddy, Bobby Fi. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. I've only got, like, played one big slate. It was my daughter's birthday this weekend, so it was her 13th birthday, so... It was a, it was, which was actually Monday, but we have a big family. So like we had a dinner with like some of the older people on Friday. We had a lunch with a lot of her young friends on Saturday and then dinner on, on, it just was a lot of stuff this weekend. So I haven't been playing much DFS, but I'm back into it now and I'm ready for a big slate. My daughter's birthday was last week too. Um, what's your, what's your daughter's birthday? The 20th. So oh, mine's the 25th. There you go. Like, hey, you know, good buddies with daughters that have their birthdays around the same time. So, yeah, yeah, I completely understand how it goes. Um, You know, my daughter's birthday party was Friday and it got over around eight o'clock and we left right after her birthday party to go for to the race in Atlanta. So, like, I get it. Like, it's just crazy how you got to work in your schedules when you have kids, but um, you know, obviously makes a huge difference and obviously we love our kids, but we do have a lot to talk about here on this 11 game slate. But before we do, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over to check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Repping a fantasy draft shirt right now as well. Um, if you haven't checked them out, sign up to the Rotor Grinders links. That way you get access to any cool promos that we do run with fantasy draft. We don't run them all the time, but when we do run them, you want access to them. Make sure you sign up through the links. We will have our listeners league. It's going strong. Um, didn't fill again. You know, we're, we're 0 for 2 this week, so we're going to need to fill it the rest of this week so we don't see them start sizing this thing down. I'm actually leading the li- listeners league right now. Um, not going to hold, but, um, you know, I, I got to give myself a shout out when I'm leading this thing. So, um, yeah, and you guys came off a nice weekend, by the way, on your daughter's birthday. So, congrats on that, by the way. <laughs> had to pay for the birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. All right, let's get into this slate. Um, 11 games. We start with Houston at Charlotte. 228 total here. Houston favored by four. Houston's good to go health-wise. Charlotte, uh, Marvin Williams, we got a doubtful tag on him. Uh, doesn't sound like he's going to play. It's uh, I think it was a um, like a big toe thing. And, and, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot. When you're jumping up and down uh, and you have a toe strain, like that's probably the last thing that you want um to do <laughs> so martin williams yeah. definitely doubtful here let's start with houston what are we looking at um besides you know i guess we got to mention harden didn't put up 30 the other night yeah um i think this makes this game on this side of the slate like basically a stay away like there's a lot of guys that you may we could talk about but like i don't really see any reason to go anywhere um I mean, Eric Gordon is cheap, but like it's it's just the upside is so limited. I, I you know I'm playing GBPs. I don't really see a lot, anybody I really want to take a chance on. Kemba's cheap, but like I don't like the match. I just don't like any of this real really in this game. Uh, Harden, I certainly could never fault you for playing him. 
Um, I actually think if the ownership gets a little too low, I might look that way, but that would really be the only reason I would have to play him here. I don't think I'm going to take a shot on Capella or anybody else. Uh, Farid also seems a little cheap, but again, probably just the wrong slate for me. Yeah. You know, you kind of, you know, you pretty much nailed everything that I wanted to talk about here. You know, it's a, it's an 11 game slate. Harden is priced, right? Paul, there's some upside for Paul. It's not tremendously high um, here. I think Paul could go for 50 in a good shooting game um, if he gets the shot attempts up. You know, you mentioned Eric Gordon. He didn't start last game. If he, for some reason, doesn't start again and they let him play off the second, like off the bench, I like him more when he's off the bench. That, mm-hmm. That's when I like Eric Gordon more. Um, he's going to mm-hmm. get more shot attempts when he's coming off the bench. Um, you know, and then like Capella and Fareed, um, you know, Fareed until unless one of these guys gets ruled out it's it's tough to play their one because Farid's playing so good um Capella you know he hasn't really shown that upside yet so not a lot to like here on the Houston side I'm kind of with you uh, on this 11 game slate um you know Charlotte's a little interesting here because Marvin Williams is likely not going to play and that's about 30 minutes a night you know that's a lot of minutes um is there anything that you're that's standing out to you here for Charlotte I think I like I, I wouldn't mind even I don't play Jeremy Lamb, but at his price, I actually think there's upside, especially the way they're using him more in the offense these days. Uh, for the most part, with the exception of the one game, obviously the Brooklyn game. Um, I think I think I'm going to end up probably realistically mostly staying away. Like Batum is still again crazy cheap, and I mean it's he hasn't been great, but he's a little bit more involved. Like um, I. <laughs> I can't find anything unless there's some some surprise in the starting lineup or like I don't think I could talk myself into Bridget. Like I just really don't think anybody but really Batum maybe. And honestly, I, I'm really gonna have to see who's in the starting lineup probably to figure it out. Yeah, you know Bridges. You mentioned Bridges. Like if he drew the start here, you know that's probably gonna put him around 30 minutes, which is not a huge increase, and it's not like he's doing much um, with it anyway. So yeah, I don't really love anything here now. If for some reason Frank Kaminsky gets the start, like obviously I'd be a little interested in their um, min salary. But the guy that I like is Nicholas Batum. Um, you know, you look at the last three games, he's been very active offensively, very active defensively. We know Batum has the upside. So if I was going to play anybody from Charlotte, it'd probably be Batum. Um, and, and like with a 228 total in this game expected to stay close, you'd think we'd like more from this game. It's just really there's not a lot standing out to me. If you're playing on fantasy draft you could play zeller but there's so many good center plays today that that's probably the only spot that i would end up on zeller because you can play five centers if you want yeah okay so here's where i'm at with it you just like i think that i made a big mistake there i think that batum is like one of the best plays on the board i think i missed something he's so cheap he's so cheap and what's what's most important is they're making a playoff push and what what have they told you since what they learned from the all-star break because they didn't you know have any major significant moves he's played 37 38 and 37 minutes he's only taken double digit like 11 11 and 13 not huge shots but still decent for his price and he's active he's got you know he can get you five or six assists he can do it every which way like if they're going to play him this many minutes and he's staying this active this game is going to play faster than people think i think um Charlotte plays pretty fast at home. So I actually think Batum is is a really, really, really good play, like safe with upside. Yeah, and his, his shot attempts and rebounds go up um, when 
Marvin Williams is off the floor for what it's worth. So per per 36, it goes up. Um, no real big increases for anybody here with Marvin Williams off the floor. Everybody pretty much stays right where they're at. So Marvin Williams not a very high usage guy, so it makes a ton of sense. But yeah, I like Batum. Uh, um, Washington at Brooklyn. 237 total here. Brooklyn favored by four and a half. Don't have any injury news here outside of the ones that we've had. Dinwiddie, Dwight Howard, um, John Wall type of injury news. Let's start with Washington. What are we looking at here? Okay, so this like this game should be high scoring. It should play pretty quick. <sighs> I'm I think you play. You can always just say play Bradley Beal. Like I think that's fine. I think the matchup is way better than whatever the numbers will tell you. Um, I still think that the guy I might just take some shots with is no. I don't even think I can do Parker on this slate, man. I think it's weird because I like the game, but I don't really love any plays except for Beal. You want to like Parker, but he just disappears too much. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it feels weird to play him on on these big slates. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he's like free either. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's interesting if you're multi-entering. If you're playing, you know, 50, 100, 150 teams, somewhere in that range. Like I feel like anytime Parker's on a slate and you're playing that many lineups, you probably want to get him in some lineups just because like this guy randomly goes for like 40 to 50 fantasy points on, on any given night. And like, this game's going to be so fast. Like you said, that would be the only reason that I'd be looking at him here. Um, I'm not looking at him in a single entry build. There's I'll, I'll get my ceiling elsewhere uh, on this slate, but I couldn't agree more with you on Beal. Um, you know, I, you want to play like Bobby Portis, but like he can't stop fouling people and staying on the floor. So that's, you know, very frustrating. Sandorinsky is is a guy that like if he was a little bit cheaper, I think we could play him. Like he's priced right where he should be. I don't think he has a ton of upside at this mm -hmm. price. And you know, and and Brian and Green, it's like Bryant will crush if Bobby Portis gets in foul trouble again. Um, in, in this game, you want to attack Brooklyn with bigs, but it, it's just so hard to you know if, if Portis doesn't get in foul trouble, he probably has a monster game here. But you know, he can't stop fouling people right now, which is you know, the biggest problem with him. Um, anything else to add on Washington and then you can go over to Brooklyn. No, I agree with both of Like I want to actually take shots on both of them. So if you're playing a ton of tournaments, I actually think those guys are, are firmly in play. If you're playing 150 lineups, uh, Brian and Portis uh, separately, obviously I wouldn't play them together, but I just think that I don't think I'm going to do it in uh, I, I wouldn't have too much interest here. I just can't do it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm ready for Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, you look at it and it's like, they're, they they kind of limit each other's upside, so you don't want to play them together. You Didn't need, Bryant get... go off against them? What's that? Sorry, I thought I have a memory of him like going crazy against Brooklyn earlier this year, but I don't know if I'm right. But I guess no, every center does. So we oh, I thought he's I only averaging more. like 18 minutes in two games against him this season for like 15. Uh, okay, games. So it wasn't that. It wasn't that. I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. Um, let's talk Brooklyn here. You know, obviously Russell always an interesting tournament play. He his price is just it's caught up so much. Um. You know, Levert's minutes ha have been right around 27 to 30 minutes in closer games, uh, but his price is caught up. What are you doing here with Brooklyn? I don't mind taking a shot on Levert, actually. Like, I really believe this guy is a 50-point ceiling guy. This is a perfect game environment for him. Forget the numbers versus position. These aren't even the same players anymore. Um, 
I think this is a really good spot to play a guy who had no ownership, who at 5,200 in a much more speculative spot was extremely high owned and let people down last week or two games ago. Um, I think that he's a terrific play. He's my favorite play on this side. Um, I don't really think I'm going to go anywhere else. Yeah, you look at it and, you know, Washington is one of the worst defensive teams in the league, and this pace is going to be so fast. So I definitely don't hate Levert here. Um, multi-entry, you know, type of play is always Russell. Like, he can explode on any given night. Um, ah, man, like, you know, Allen's interesting just because of how bad Washington is against centers. But, you know, I, I don't think I could pull the trigger just because he's just it, – it's all about minutes – for for Allen and the shot attempts are way down right now. Like he got he had eleven shot attempts in Cleveland in forty two minutes in that double overtime game. But outside of that, he really hasn't cracked you know over ten shots that much in the last ten games. So you know you need Allen to get blocks and steals. And on an eleven game slate, if that doesn't happen, um, you know you're gonna kind of be hurting. And we know Washington likes to shoot from three point line, so. I don't think this is the greatest spot for Allen. And somebody somebody texted me the other day when I was talking about Allen, and they're like, friends don't let friends play. Um, <laughs> friends don't let their friends play Jared Allen. Um, <laughs> Golden State at Miami. I do think there's one thing about Jared Allen I just want to say real quick. No, go right ahead. I don't think it's um, the worst play. Like, we have no real feel for what type of minutes he actually would be getting right now because – the last game before the break, he played that, you know, triple overtime game, 42 minutes, whatever. It wasn't really above his normal thing except for he played the over double overtimes. The games have been weird since then. He got in foul trouble in both against Charlotte and against Portland. He actually fouled out against Portland in 23 minutes. Um, played only 27 against San Antonio, but they were up that game and kind of cruising without him. There's probably enough upside here that's, that we haven't seen lately, so people kind of are forgetting it. But this is like a – a guy, another, you know, if you're making a lot of lineups that I think you want some exposure to, because you're going to see some 50 point games out of him the second half of the season. And this is the perfect game environment for him to have a monster. It's just been situational. They don't just rotate players because they do play a little bit the hot hand game because they have a lot of players who are similar talent wise. Jared Allen is not one of them. He's a much better player than that. So if he's going, I think they will let him roll out there a little longer. It's just, it does fluctuate. It's not, it is, has, does have some risk, but there is enough upside for it to be justified. I think for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Golden state at Miami two twenty four total here. Golden state favored by eight and a half. Um, obviously we're waiting on some injury news here for Miami, but James Johnson is, a big question mark and Winslow's or Winslow is, is probable. Okay. All right. Winslow's probable. Jones is probable. Um, McGruder is questionable. And I think that was it, right? It was Winslow, mm -hmm. Johnson, mm -hmm. Jones, McGruder. Mm. So that's it. Yeah. All right. And then golden state's good to go. Um, you know, obviously, we, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the Cousins explosion game, and I'm so mad I let people talk me off of Cousins on Monday, but it happens. I'm not mad about it now. I was mad about it then. Um, what are you doing here at Golden State? So I honestly don't think I'm going to end up, like, going crazy here, but I do think I'll throw in, like, a game stack. Um I don't really mind anyone at Golden State. I mean, the thing that really stands out to me is I understand the decreased rule. I understand that it even feels a little chasey because he actually, you know, made six of eight shots the other night. But 
Draymond Green at 5,900, it just doesn't, he doesn't need to do all that much if the game is close to get there. And to, if he does anything extra or if, if Cousins gets in foul trouble or one of the three times a year, he'll probably end up getting ejected. Um, who knows? I'm just saying, like, Whiteside is a guy who's tough on other centers. So Draymond at 5,900, it starts to become a little bit interesting. And then you have the same arguments with all the other guys. Like, everybody can make sense at certain situations. I don't see why you would jump at this chance to try and take, uh, take Cousins. I know the price seems cheap based on that monster game, but this is like – I, I'm not going to do it. And Whiteside has cons- consistently been, and so has Miami, incredibly good against the center position for a long time. Um, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go there. So mostly, it's going to be just a little bit of uh, a Draymond for me. And I, I mean, everybody else in game stacks is fine, but I don't want to touch them elsewhere. Otherwise, if you're game stacking this game, I think you can play exposure from this game. But for me, I want nothing to do with this game. Like I really don't. Um, you know, outside. And I'll keep saying this. I'm going to keep saying this. Outside of playing Dwayne Wade, I'm going to play Dwayne Wade a lot down the stretch. Like, you know, if he's shooting the ball well and he's feeling good, he's going to get 30 minutes. If he's not shooting the ball well and he's not just feeling it, he's going to play 25 minutes, 22 minutes. Um, It's the last time he'll get to play against Golden State. I think this is a a spot you could definitely look at Wade. He's going to get hyped for some of these games, man. You know, he has a lot of friends – across the entire NBA because he's been Dwayne Wade for so long. Um, so I don't mind Wade. I don't mind Draymond. Like what you were saying, I never hate Clay Thompson in tournaments. If you're running out a bunch of teams, mm-hmm. he's a guy any night can go out there and hit 10 threes. So um, that's kind of it for me in this whole game. Um, and, and really like outside of Wade, I, I'm probably not touching any of these guys. Yeah, I completely agree about Wade. I was with you before. He made us some money, I think, like when we talked about this probably the last time. Uh, the, the, well, no, he, oh, no, he almost did. That was, you know, what was funny is that was probably the game he played the best against Dallas when he had the 27 fantasy points in 22 minutes. But then they they, they were up by so much at that point, and he led the big charge. So he ended, didn't end up getting all the full run anyway. Um, oh, it was I looking look- like it was going to be so pretty. Yeah, yeah, he was killing it. It was finally one of the games he was shooting well, and we were just like, oh, my God, because he was at 27, and it was like I think it was early in the third or, or, or middle of the third whenever he came back. His second rotation was short. Um, or, yeah, I, or he missed his fourth rotation, whatever it was, or third rotation. Um, I think that Wade is interesting. I don't know. I actually think that, like, there's a part of me that wants to play Winslow here. Um, I really like him in these kind of uh, pace games. I thought he played really well against Golden State last time. Maybe watching it is part of the reason why I'm a little bit biased. But I actually think he's just too cheap for the way they're using him. And with their new lineup, like, I understand, he, you know, he was, he was out with anything. If he plays, he's going to play. Um, I think Winslow might be a good play. And I actually think he's a guy I'll, I'll have on my radar. Fair enough. Um, you know, like... This seems like a spot if they gave Kelly O minutes, he could extend this defense a little bit, but I, I just I can't trust it here. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna move on to Minnesota at Atlanta. You know, we have a 236 total here. Minnesota favored by four and a half. Covington's out. Teague is questionable. Uh Atlanta, as far as I was seeing on the injury report, they're good to go. Um, outside of Plumley, who's been out for um a little while here. So let's start with Minnesota. Obviously, like the Teague news makes a huge difference. Um you know, we all thought it was going to be Derek Rose, and it was Tyus Jones. Um, what are we looking at here on Minnesota? 
That was one thing I got right was that it was Tyus Jones that night, but that was just fluky. That makes lucky one yet. of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't get anything else, so that's uh, so that's all right. Um, or I didn't get enough else. But anyway, I I uh, yeah, I mean, we need to know what what hap- what's going to happen. Like who's playing, obviously. But if there is no Teague, just jump back on with Rose and play some Tyus Jones, but probably stick with mostly Rose. Um, whatever, whatever guards are playing include are firmly in play for Minnesota. It's just hard to know without him playing because it does change things. Because without that, I actually really want to play, and I never ever want to play him as Wiggins. I know that sounds ridiculous because he played terrible the other night. His shot up, his shot attempts have been really high when one of these guys were sitting in the past. Uh, this is like the nut matchup of nut matchups for him and his exactly what he does. The problem is like on a huge slate with upside, I don't know. I might even need somebody else extra out. Just it's just the size of the slate because I, I like, I like all the plays. I think this is a game you could stack if you wanted to, it's going to be hard to do. And it's hard to really project without uh Teague without knowing about Teague. Yeah, obviously, like Teague makes a huge difference. If Teague sits, I'm a little worried on Rose just because of the minutes. Um, I don't mind maybe taking a shot in tournaments on Rose, but like Tyus Jones would be the guy that I'd play. So obviously, it's going to be Teague. Uh, with the price Rose. so close, and I mean, Rose shot the ball still 17 times, like in 25 minutes. Like, what if he gets it going? Like, what if he, I'm just saying, like, I could see a 50, he has like 50 plus upside here. I, I mean, it, if there's no Teague, right? The, yeah, the upside is certainly like the ceiling for Rose is probably higher than the ceiling for Tyus Jones. I, I don't think anybody could argue that, but like yeah. Tyus Jones is 4,500 and Rose is mm. 5,500. You know, you're probably getting a little bit more minutes from Tyus Jones. I, I still think Tyus Jones may be the safer play, uh, but I agree with you. I think Rose is the ceiling play. Yeah. All right. I just was curious. Yeah, because it's interesting. Um, Kat had a monster night the other night, um, 21 rebounds. He was just, I don't know how much you watched that game, but you know, he was very, very active. Um, I'm not going to look into that too much. Um, I feel like it's an outlier, but I will say Bobby, these teams played once already this season. He put up 70 fantasy points in that game and he had 19 (laughs) rebounds. So I don't want to sit here and say like, cat's a bad play. Oh, you can. I mean, you can play him, but it's at this price. I think it's about. I think it's the wrong, the wrong play. On. I mean, I just don't think it's a big slate. I don't think it's the right play on this slate. I like the last two games a lot. Yeah, you know, we're gonna get to some of these games that are really, really solid. But I don't hate like a mini, maybe two or three person game stack out of here. Maybe like a a Tyus Jones or a Rose with a cat and run it back with our boy. Trey Young, he is just balling right now. Like Trey Young is reminding people that he's playing, that he's good. Um, over 19 shot attempts now in four of the last five games. I, I think that's the thing that we need to be looking at. And yeah, it's not just threes. Yes, he's shooting a lot of threes, but he's attacking the basket. He's going to the free throw line. Like Trey Young, 8300 is certainly somebody I'm looking at here. Yeah. I I think he's I I'm I'm good with it. Um, but I'm not like excited about it. Like he had, he had some deep like a good shooting game. Then he got the double double against Detroit, and it was a. I'm okay with it. I don't think it's necessarily the optimum play on this slate, but I think he, I think I, I'm okay with it. Uh, anything else that you like for your for Atlanta? 
Um, no, I mean, I think like it's one of those things where you could stack it, like you said, but I don't really think there's anybody else I'm going to be playing on, on this slate. Yeah. That's kind of, I was like, I'm just thinking, I, I think it's an interesting little three man. Um, Prince is expected back here uh, for what it's worth. I, I think that does hurt Baysmore a little bit. Uh, I don't think I'd go back to the wall on Baysmore. Herder, his minutes are, you know, they said 20 minutes the other night. He played 23. Um, so I don't I don't expect him to really go up from there right now. So, you know, I think too many healthy bodies on Atlanta uh, outside mm -hmm. of Trey Young and maybe Collins. Uh, really nothing that I love here. Um, I will say, like, you know, Deadman has been playing a lot of minutes, and he's still pretty cheap. If you're playing on Fantasy Draft and you want to roll out, like, a three or four or five um, mm -hmm. center lineup, Deadman's not the worst play. No, I'm with you. I think that's I think that makes sense. Um, that's kind of it from this one. Let's move on. Chicago at Memphis. We have a two fifteen total here. Memphis favored by two and a half. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Dunn is questionable, and Porter is questionable. On the Memphis side, Kyle Anderson's out. Um, Triple J is out, and Ivan Rob is doubtful. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, a Chicago Memphis game that. <laughs> You never would have thought, like, we're sitting here at the end of February and we're like, oh my gosh, a lot of the value on this slate is going to come from Chicago, Memphis. Um, That's obviously, <laughs> like, obviously, Chicago, Porter and Dunn. If Porter and Dunn play, I'm probably playing nobody from Chicago. If Porter yeah. and Dunn both sit, I think you go back to the well on market. And I know it's a tough matchup against Memphis, but. His usage rate the other night was just insane. Um, I just I cannot not play him here. Yeah, I actually will play him and Levine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm just gonna keep playing it, and then if they hit a really hot streak, like great, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get 120 from them. Like I said, that's I, they're gonna the usage is gonna just be absurd. Um, we need no done. No done. Um, no done, no porter. Like no I, done, I no want porter, no yeah. done, no porter. Like any interest? <laughs> can't even believe I'm saying this. Any interest in Robin Lopez if those two guys sit? Like the minutes? Absolutely. Like the minutes, right? Yeah. The guy is playing 30 minutes. <laughs> he just, yeah, and I know he put up 35. He put up 35 fantasy points uh, against this team right before the All Star break. Yeah, and then um, you know, and he was. He, I had to have him, his brothers paired the other night. Um, yeah, I I think that it's, I think it's okay. I really do. Um, Memphis is going to still play a big, like, like you're going to see more Noah too. Like, I, I think it's fine. It's weird. It feels weird to do it, but it actually isn't a bad play. Like, it doesn't feel great, but it's, I, I think he's going to, I mean, it's almost like a cash game play with like, tournament really like high tournament upside like he hasn't had like and i know he's not a good rebounder but he's had some you know really good scoring games but he he hasn't even had like a big rebound game to get there yet and he's just crushing this value so i think we gotta like not laugh at it and actually just take it seriously this this game has i mean his rebounds should go up like i'm not sure if he's gonna be able to score 26 points real life points again but i don't know i like it i i, I do too um, I don't like to like it. Um, last guy, any interest in Archie? I faded him the other night. I'll probably fade him again if Dunn sits. I really don't have any interest, but I figure we, we should bring him up. If Dunn sits, um, I would probably take a shot at him. I don't like that they raise this price, but 
I think that it's worth taking a shot on him. I, I just think like he, the usage is low. He still is like does enough to get enough assist. Like he's a really, he's actually a really good creator. So if he make like a, a couple threes to go with that, you end up getting like the 30 fantasy points, but probably not the right slate for it. It's kind of interesting. And like the slate, it's an 11 game slate. It's just, it, like the other night, Chicago, when everybody was out, yep. like Archie was an 11 game slate. And the opportunity cost of point guard was way too high to play him. Um, the Memphis side of things, my favorite play on the slate is Joakim Noah. Um, he is very, very spiteful, aggressive, however you want to say it. Um, and no Rob and no Triple J. I think a lot of people will play Valanciunas, which I do think Valanciunas is very, very much in play. But I think Noah like goes off on this game. I don't think Valanciunas is in play, and I do think Noah does go off in this game. I'm with you 100%. Um, I'm going to play – I think that this is – this. I just wish it was in Chicago. Um, but I don't even care about the narrative. I mean, the narrative I care about, but, like, he, like he's doing it anyway. <laughs> um, he's proving something. He's out there to prove something every day. Let's let's just keep – let's ride him. I he mean, looks let's, healthy. Let's this guy is he not looks a like, bad – outside he, of, like, his ugly free throw shooting. Like, Noah's a good basketball player. He was a really good player. Like, people forget this guy was, like, like a game changer – um and he did a lot of, he put up like great fantasy numbers because he could do all kinds of things um he still can yet he, he looks great man i i'm all about it i am a little biased i'm a gator um i i hope if you if you're new to the podcast welcome i am biased anytime it comes to a florida gator player but noah is a guy he's still under 5k we look at the last three games he's gone for at least 36 fantasy points and now you take ivan rob out of the mix as well so um it for me like i said noah's my one of my favorite plays um he's probably one of the first guys in my lineups today why don't you like uh valentunas is it the price increase i'm not gonna play noah and valentunas and the valentunas's minutes are not secure like this is something to worry like that was a close game against the lakers i watched every minute of that game he played great but he played 25 minutes I'm not going to pay 7400 for a guy who plays 25 minutes. I know he was in foul trouble for part of it, um, but it wasn't really the foul trouble that had anything to do with it, actually. Uh, I think this is. I think. I think he's a bad play on this slate. I actually really do. I don't think there's enough upside. I don't think we know what his minutes are. I actually think him and Noah have similar upsides. I know maybe it's a little harder for Noah to get there, and it happens one out of every three times, but. Why am I playing a guy at 7,400 when he played 25 minutes in a really close game in a great matchup the other night and put up 41? That's not even going to make me happy on this slate at 41. No, I get it. Like, I didn't realize they raised his price so much. I think that makes it a little easier yeah. to get off of him. Like, Noah is almost $3,000 less. Um, instant likings. Instant likings there for me. Um. I guess we should say Mike Conley is an interesting play. You know, it's not the best play mm -hmm. in the world, but like if we're looking at ownership on this slate, Mike Conley is probably going to come in at 5% and he's a guy that can go for 50 fantasy points in this matchup. So just want to, just want to throw his name out there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's cheap enough and the matchup's good. I, I feel like they're being a little cautious with him. I don't feel great about it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, but it would not surprise me that the, like the Bulls backcourt I want to attack. I just don't know. I I really don't even know. It's not his minutes. It's his way he's playing while he's on the court. Even like I don't see him taking shots separate in certain spots. I f I feel like they're just trying to work. Like he just feel. I just feel like it's kind of like loose. Like I don't know. It doesn't feel like. I don't know. That's just that was just my my take the other night. Um, 
I, I'm going to probably not play him like I usually don't, but I certainly get it at 7,700. Like if you play well, Valanchunas over Conley, I think you're making a huge mistake, especially using that center spot. Yeah, I get it. Um, Portland over Boston, 227 total. Boston favored by three. Evan Turner's out on the Portland side. Um, Boston game is going as we're recording. Um, they're getting run out of the gym by Toronto. Um, wouldn't be shocked if somebody from Boston sits here. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if it, like Kyrie sits or something uh, in this game. You know, obviously where they're at in the East, you know, they're five games up on the Nets, a couple games back from the 76ers. But for the most part, it, it they're either going to be playing the 76ers or the Pacers come playoff time. What are we looking at here on the Portland side of things? Just going to keep running, running back uh, Mo Harkless. Like there aren't like guys who get zero ownership at 3,600 consistently putting up 30. Um, there's also aren't very many guys named like there aren't very many guys who are consistently under 4,000 who have multiple occasions won me six figures. So I'm a little biased on this one. Like I really uh, love Mo Harkless in general. Uh, just because he's never owned. And he's 3,600. The minute to stick are up. I know you can say, oh, well, he had three steals and two blocks that game, and he had two steals that game. Well, he put up 31, 32, and 27 in his last three games, and he's 3,600. It's a completely off the board. It's There will be zero ownership for people looking at him, I think, unless I'm completely missing something. So I don't mind it as a as a weird off-the-board play. I definitely I didn't even have them written down on my sheet. So um this is what I this is what sometimes wins or loses to tournaments. I mean I've I've won a tournament with this guy at point literally 0.1% before. It's it's the weirdest thing because he'll explode for these games. The match nothing says anything, it's not the matchup, it's just Turner being out gives him a little bit more safety because of the minutes. There it's a weird value and it's really hard to find guys who are that cheap who can 10x their value who are gonna be low owned. The other thing is, like, Boston's going to be on a back-to-back. They might be a little sloppy, um, mm-hmm. which Mo Arkless is very handsy, very active on defense. So I uh, like that call, Bobby. Uh, is there anything else that you're looking at here? Any interest in Lillard or McCollum or any of these guys? I love Lillard in competitive matchups. I just think this is I'm just not going to do it here. It, it's tempting because it's you're going to get another zero-owned guy, but it's just not the right slate. Uh, what about Boston? Uh, you know, coming off of a game where – like I said, they got kind of run out of the gym. They got beat, you know, by 23 points, and it wasn't even that close. Um, what are we looking at here on Boston? I think anybody, if you thought about playing anyone tonight for Boston, I, I would bet anything somebody ends up sitting for some reason. And I know, actually, you know what? Not look at the thing. No, they won't. Sorry. Let me look at – I was. they always do on these back-to-backs, but I don't think because of the blowout that they will. Um honestly i don't think you can play anybody from boston uh i don't mind horford would be the only guy i'd consider i guess but i, I don't like it I, i'm i'm not playing anybody from boston boston's easy if somebody gets ruled out then you look at it if not yeah it's just a stay away on an 11 game slate yeah i mean like maybe you can always make an argument for guys like market smart is smart he's he's one of those guys who everyone thinks oh yeah but you know he's, he's not, he, on these slates he gets lost but the guy has like ridiculous upside for any cost nothing um Anyway, so but that's the only guy I could make a real case for, I guess. All right, Pacers and Mavericks, two twenty and a half total here, um, or two twenty six and a half total. Sorry, I was looking at the other game. Uh, it's a pick'em game. Tyreek Evans is questionable. Sabonis is out, and JJ Barea is out. Um, 
let's start with the Pacers. Savonis out, uh, got hurt, I think, in the last minute of the game the other night. Does that bump anybody up? Does that bump Thad or Turner up for you at all? Oh, Quinn. Um, oh, why not the other way? Um, I know, like, oh, no, the price is 44. Ugh. I thought he was still, like, minimum. Never mind. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, <laughs> I guess that you get the bump. And I think that's the answer. I just, <laughs> I think that's it, right? Like, I, I, I don't think the guards are at prices. You want to play them on this slate? What are you laughing at? I just, I, you, you said O'Quinn, and the first thing I said was, "Oh gosh." Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first and initial um, thought process when you said O'Quinn. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess O'Quinn could play 20 minutes here. He could play more than that, but even still, it's at that price. I don't think you could do it. You can't do it on this slate. Yeah, I don't think I can do it either. Um, Turner, you could, though. Turner is the guy that I, that I had written down. <laughs> he threw me off there a little bit. I, I was waiting. like I was ready to talk about Turner. And... Um, <laughs> um, I think Turner probably plays closer to 33 to 35 minutes here. And like, he's the guy that I think I'm going to chase the upside for. Yeah, I agree with that assessment entirely. Um, I don't know how much I'll end up with of him, but I do think that he's definitely another guy. And also another guy I'm really biased towards, by the way, because he's been really good to me for some reason. I've got him in the right matchups. And I think that, I think this is a good spot. I, I don't love it. If there's, if there's any ownership on him at all, I'm not going to touch it. But if there's no ownership, I definitely think it's worth it. All right. Um, let's talk Dallas. You know, Luca won some people big money the other night. Um, and, you know, Pal and like Dallas. Dallas has been interesting. Uh, what are we looking at here as far as Dallas goes? Um, God, Luca is so good. Um, I love him. I, I can't, I still can't believe how this draft happened. I honestly can't, I still can't believe it. Um, I don't have anything. I, I, I think that, I think everybody, everything's a reach on this slate. Um, yeah, fair enough. I don't really like, like, I think the Powell can... thing is interesting kind of right. Like maybe that, maybe that's what I'm missing. Yeah, I guess it a little interesting, but it's not like I'm not like super excited to play it either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he won my friend a lot of money last night. All right, Detroit at San Antonio, two twenty and a half total here. Um, San Antonio favored by four in this game. No injury news so far. Um, you know, obviously, like we're still waiting. Like mi minutes for White are probably still going to be around twenty five minutes. Um, what are we looking at here on Detroit? Uh. I mean, I think that Drummond will have a good game here. I'm not sure if he makes it on my list at the end, but that would really be pretty much it for me for Detroit. I want to say Reggie Jackson. I just feel like there's a lot of guards, and I still don't feel like comfortable. But like, there's enough upside here, and they've been bad enough against the point guard position. But with White back, they'll be better. Um, I think I'll probably end up staying away from anyone except for a little bit of Drummond. 
Yeah. Um, I don't mind drumming. I just there's games that I like, and this is just not one of those games. You know, I yeah. just there's not a lot standing out to me here for Detroit. Like you can always take shots on Drummond or Blake. Um, I never play them together. Knights that they go off together, it's fine. Um, I usually play one or the other. So if you want to play yeah. one of those two guys, um, like you said, I don't think this is the slate for Reggie Jackson. Um, Luke Kennard's been shooting the ball really well at 4,200, but his minutes are, are kind of down. So I don't know if I want to pull that trigger. You know, they want to get Wayne Ellington minutes. So they're just, they're just spreading out the minutes so much between Ish and, and Jackson and, you know, Kennard and um, Ellington. It, it's just, it makes it tough to really trust anybody from Detroit outside of, you know, Blake and, and Drummond. And, you know, this is a team in the East that's in the seventh seed, I think seven or eight seed. So, like, they want to keep winning, but they also want to keep, you know, these guys a little healthy. I I don't know. Um, San Antonio, is there anything standing out to you here for the Spurs? I think you could play Aldridge. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I don't think it's the right slate, so I probably won't, but he was the only guy I thought of. Um, Yeah, just Clippers and Jazz. Show me those jazz hands, Bobby. Uh, 220 <laughs> and a half total here. Utah favored by eight and a half. Um, Wilson Chandler and Exum are both out. Um, I guess I'm doing this wrong when it comes to the Clippers because I haven't been playing a lot of these guys, and like Beverly keeps having these upside games, and you know, Harold had a good game the other night. Um, what are we looking at here in this slow? defensive matchup but like vegas threw a curveball at me i was not expecting this game to be 228 yeah it's i mean it's it makes some sense the jazz have played a little bit quicker um so what i'm trying to figure out is how many bodies can you try and get on gobert because like i could make an argument that an off another off the board cheap play could be zubach bizarrely like you can get to the Jazz through. I mean, I still Gobert's a great defender, but he's become a lot more of a help defender because of how, as much as we all love Donovan Mitchell, the guy's god awful in my opinion defensively, uh, laterally. On the, so anyway, everybody beats him, so Gobert's always helping. Um, I kind of think Zubac is like, I wish I can't do it. I I can't do it on the slate, but I want to do it because I think that there's like an explosion from one of these guys coming because they don't have that the bodies to match up with them. Um, even if Harold plays, like he'll get these guys in foul trouble. I actually think that, honestly, when I look at it, this whole game, I just am going to play Gobert, and that probably that's probably it. It's kind of what I – that's all I had written down. Um, I haven't been playing, you know, Beverly and Harold. Um, I don't think I'm going to start now. <laughs> it's kind of – you know yeah. – it's just one of those things like, you know, Beverly, I think Beverly does have the upside when he gets the minutes. Um, I just don't think he's going to play 39 minutes every night. So uh, I, I just Beverly is interesting if he was like 44. Uh, I think he's a little like give me that $500 yeah. discount. I think I'd take a shot on him here. I think I, I'm kind of with you on that a little bit. And part of it is like. I think you look at the the rebounding. So here's what against a little bit slower teams like Memphis, like where he had ten rebounds, he had eight rebounds against Dallas. Like they're not slow, but they're a little bit slower than some of the other teams. Six against Denver, um, sort of again. I'm just this is a slower team in the Jazz. Like you know the rebound upside because he's gonna get 
five to seven assists, probably he's going to have like 10 plus points. And if he was 4,400, all of a sudden, then you add those five, six to not eight, six to 10, possibly rebounds. All of a sudden you're, you're there, but it's just probably not the right time to do it. Man. Like I think people might play him chasing that big game from the other night. He had five threes in that game. Um, took 11 threes. That's more than he's taken in the last five games combined. So I'm not going to overreact to Patrick Beverly. Don't mind Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Moving on, the Bucks and the Kings. No total in this one. Obviously, we're waiting on Giannis, but it sounds like he's going to play. He's probable. Um, so we'll we'll get a line on this one in the morning. George Hill's still out. Um, and then um, Sterling Brown is doubtful. Um, let's start with uh, the Bucks. What are we looking at here on Milwaukee? Love Giannis. Love him. Um, I'm assuming he's going to play. I think this pace and the type of interior presence they have won't have any effect on him. I think that I would look at uh, their numbers versus the center position. If I was going to look at how they would rank against Giannis, in which case this would be one of the best matchups in basketball, as well as the point guard position, which is where Giannis will play. This is like 60 in his sleep. This is when it gets competitive, like 80 plus if he's going. And I just, I think he's the, there's a huge argument of the best plays in this slate and the other one's coming up in a minute for me. But I think Giannis and LeBron are just so far above everyone else on this slate. Um, Harden obviously can always do it, but I just love the spot for these guys. And for me, it's all about Giannis, assuming he plays. You know, and Bobby's saying that because Brooke Lopez floats around the three-point line mm-hmm. and Giannis will get inside. Giannis in the first meeting against Sacramento earlier this season had 15 rebounds. Um, I think that's probably right around what you could see in a in an upside game tonight. So I like Giannis as well. Um, man, I really, Bobby, I really want to play Eric Bledsoe here. I'm not going to, but mm-hmm. as much as he burned people the other night, he's going to be like ridiculously low. Oh, I, I actually like Bledsoe. I'm with you. If you don't play Giannis in lineup, I don't think I'd play them in the same lineup unless I was, I guess you could stack this game, but like, I think that Bledsoe is a good play. Like, I mean, I really do. Like, I mean, he can, he can get you 50, like, and this is a great matchup for him. As just the tempo. He plays great in these tempo matchups. Um, what are we looking at uh, on the Kings side of things? Like, you know, we've been playing Bagley a lot, and obviously the shot attempts and like just the usage for Bagley's been insane. Um, but he's probably going to have that uh, that Giannis guy guarding him. Yeah, it's tricky for me with him because <laughs> I think that I like I really want to keep playing him. I I just am having a really hard time not playing him but I am a little bit worried. I think I'll still probably have some exposure though. I just really feel so strong about his game and Giannis does it float around and he'll play different people. Um, I'm going to take some shots with Bagley still. I I think that the other play that stands out, I I think that Bogdanovich and Barnes, I mean, I know that they haven't been great for their, first of all, Bogdanovich has been like safe and hasn't been playing well. Like if he was shooting the ball well against Minnesota, well, they would have won the game and he would have had, you know, probably close to 40 didn't, you know, 25. Um, it's not exciting any of the plays exactly, but like, I, I feel like one of these guys does go off. So I'm willing to take shots in all of them, but the guys I'm leaning towards the most are Bogdanovich and Barnes. I know Barnes has not been, you know, 
anything. And is the minutes are just so secure. The speed of this game is going to be lightning. I think that he's got 10x upside just in his natural game. Let's just, I think that Barnes is actually probably the best play in this game. Ugh. I feel sick you know, saying that. You know, we're getting to that point of the season where you got to start paying attention to like teams that are trying and not trying. Um, obviously, some teams are trying to lose, like the Knicks, the Cavs, the Bulls. You know, these teams want to lose games. And, you know, the Phoenix Suns. Um, and then you get the teams like the Kings that are two games back on the Spurs of that eight seed. So, like, they want to win every game. The Clippers want to win every game. These guys are going to play their studs minutes. Like, you can project the Kings minutes. The Kings minutes are, are going to be Fox, Badly, Bagley, Heald, Bodanovich, Barnes, and Willie Cauley-Stein. Like, those six guys are going to be your minutes, guys. So, Barnes is certainly... If, if Willie Cauley-Stein's on that list, then he's a good play. I don't. I, the only reason that I don't like Willie Cauley Stein here is because they're gonna. Brooke Lopez is gonna extend him, and Willie Cauley Stein's probably gonna get like two or three re- rebounds in this game. Yeah, but like the reason he's so cheap is because he got in foul trouble, so he never made got his rotations back the other night because Bagley was playing great, and they were they were playing better without him. Um, if we think he's gonna play thirty minutes, just even in a bad matchup at at forty five hundred, it's got to be somewhat interesting, right? I think he plays twenty. Two to twenty-six. Okay, that's what he's been playing right. when he hasn't been in foul trouble. I mean, he put he played thirty against Minnesota the other night. I mean, against OKC the other night. Um, yeah, the, the Thunder game he did. They used him yeah. like as Adams and him played like. Isn't that the games. only game he wasn't in foul trouble though? I felt like he got two fouls in the first quarter of every other game. I think he did. <laughs> Hey, we don't have to really worry about that with Brooke Lopez if you think about it. Lopez. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Now, all of a sudden, what if it becomes 30 minutes? Then a, a no off the board play at 4,500. You know, a guy who put up like 55 earlier in a game this year. Like, you know, it's just kind of interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just considering it. Look, look, I said that, you know, what's crazy is it's a huge slate. And I keep saying not the right slate. But I have my player pool. And it's not like as crazy huge as you'd think. And he's, he's just going to be on it as, as a long shot play. But... Definitely a guy like for if you're playing a bunch of tournaments that I think you can take a shot with. Yeah, and we're 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 a first look podcast. We're we're looking at this slate, breaking it down, you know, the night before, and you know, obviously things could change throughout the day. But you know, I, I like when we come on guys like you know this, and we we, we think out the process. So, I'm sure, the listeners like it as well. All right, um, we waited this long. New Orleans at LA taking on the Lakers. Two thirty nine total here. Lakers favored by four and a half. Uh, ball is out. Do you think? Do you think they let Anthony Davis play? Like, if they do, question. I have literally think that that organize that organization is announcing themselves as the most. I mean, they already are the most dysfunctional, but that will just show that there is like. If they don't, that'll actually show something to me. I think that's impressive. If they play him, I don't know what you expect to do here because I think, first of all, if you play a ton of tournaments, you have to take a shot. I really do. That's one just simple thing. Um, if you hear Anthony Davis is starting and playing and whatever, even if you even with the minutes, whatever it could be, whatever, all that stuff, it's just take a couple shots if you're playing. Put him in, Dean him at 10%. Make sure he's in some of your lineups because you don't know exactly how they're going to play this whole thing out. Both teams sort of disrespected each other through that whole deadline. Um, He's not obviously the best play in the game or anything like that. I just think it's interesting. I don't think he, I don't think they're going to end up playing him because I I wouldn't play him here, but um, 
if he doesn't play or if he does, doesn't entirely change who I like. I still like Holiday and Peyton. I just think I would like Rand. I like Randall too, but I would like Randall much more. I think that I think if you're gonna, I think you have to rank plays in this game. I think Randall, Peyton, Holiday, but Holiday absolutely owns this team. He's too cheap. These actually make all the other plays we talked about seem silly. <laughs> like I like all of these guys, and I and if Davis is starting, I think you have to take a shot. I really do. Well, they just um, played a couple of days ago, and like Holiday and Davis, they didn't, or no, Holiday no, just and Davis, Davis, just, just Davis. Davis. Yeah, Holiday so, always crushes in LA too. So they're like, we're gonna limit Holiday's minutes, yada yada yada. He's been playing his normal minutes. Um, mm. Not 38, 39, but like 34, 35. Um, yeah. I, I think like, I think Holiday is just going to get a bunch of rest days down the stretch. Mm-hmm. So I'm not yeah. too worried about like Holiday. Holiday was unplayable at 8,500 playing 33 minutes, but he's not unplayable at 7,600 playing 33 minutes. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. So I, I think I'd rank him Peyton um, and... It's really close between Randall and Holiday. I think that all three of those guys are the guys I'm looking at here. I mean, the narrative for Randall is a real thing. This is a spot where he's going to smash. Like, yeah. <laughs> even if Davis plays, he's gonna actually. If Davis plays and you get zero owned Randall, like, are you kidding me? He's gonna put up fifty. Um, Diallo had a good game against the Lakers when Davis sat the other day. Any interest in him if if Davis is out? They raise his always interested. Forward. Always interested, but I think it's I think you're gonna see a Julius Randle show against a smaller team. You can see, you know, guys like Kenridge play the four. I think you could even play guys like Miller at the four against the Lakers or any any of these guys. Like you don't really need Stanley Johnson. I mean you don't need to play big. Um so I'm okay with Diallo, but I don't I, I don't at the moment I'm I'm sort of assuming with Davis not playing, I don't know. I I, I always play Diallo too. I don't know. I have to um, think about that one. Lakers side of things, like LeBron's a great play here. Um, no doubt about it. LeBron, you, know, you can make the argument he's a better play than Giannis, uh, but these those are the top two plays on the slate at uh, first look. Yeah. Let's talk something else here. Let's talk the rest of this team. Like, you know, Rondo's minutes have kind of just disappeared. You know, he plays minutes one night and then doesn't play minutes the next game. Like, you're the Lakers guy. What are we looking at here? Um, I would play, I would definitely consider playing Rondo. <laughs> um, this is the completely off the board lunatic thing. Uh, we know the national TV thing. This game is, I believe is on, I believe it's on TNT, isn't it? If it is that, if not, and everything I'm saying makes no sense. Uh, he's got the former team thing. It's again, it's, it's just a comfortability thing. There's so much intertwinedness between these teams. Like, that, I just think ESPN game, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think that Rondo, like, as an off the board play at five K, when they're already struggling, and I wouldn't surprise me if they shook things up a little bit. Um, why, you know, this actually could be like the the play that wins you a slate, like a guy at five K that could end up getting all the run and and having the ball in his hands, and you could play him with LeBron. That's completely fine. Um, I think he's interesting. I I know it sounds weird. I'm not guaranteeing this. I know this is a long shot. Don't play him in cash, obviously. I'm not a cash game player. Um, Rondo just, I think, that has the upside if they end up changing things, which I think they will based on that loss to Memphis. And basically, like, they can't lose another game. 
for a long time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so LeBron's going to be playing with who he trusts. Like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Rondo should be out there. Um, he should be playing in this game. You know, Kuzma is priced right where he should be. I think he's an interesting like five to six X play. I don't know if he's a ceiling play on this slate, but if you're not playing LeBron on a team, maybe you're playing Giannis on a team, you can't fit them in together and you don't like it. You know, maybe that's where you play Kuzma. Um, you know, Ingram, when Rondo's not playing the minutes, Ingram's been having the ball in his hands a lot, and that's kind of why Rondo hasn't been playing a lot of minutes in some of these yeah, games. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. Like, Ingram has been by far the best player. He's been much better than LeBron has been for the last couple weeks. I'm serious. Or for the last week. Um, he's been by far the best player on the court for the Lakers. That's the only thing that scares me about the Rondo thing. But I think they're going to have to try and find a way to keep them on the court together because they need to do something different. And it's been Ingram doing everything he can to keep them in these games. But, like, LeBron has been god-awful in putting up – I mean, LeBron is, like, a must-play almost. Like, if you look at it, he's played horrible. Absolutely – he was terrible against Memphis last night. He played one of the worst I've ever – I actually thought he's over the hill while I was watching it. He still put up 63 and a half. Like, what do you think his downside is in this kind of a game? It's like 70. Like, he's going to put up 70 to 100. So, you play him. You play one of Rondo um, – or Ingram, like I don't think you play Ingram. I, I just think it'd be Rondo and LeBron for me. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We're looking at our favorite game to go either over or under. What are we looking at here, Bob? So uh, I didn't hear the the Houston and and Charlotte one. It is two twenty eight. Okay, I'll take the over on that game. Going all the way back to the beginning. All, all right, that got to me. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to take the under in the Memphis game. Okay. As much as I like that game for value, the game is going to be ugly. <laughs> um, over under under 5K to go at least go for 7X here. Who's your who's your upside value play? I'm going to take your guy. I have Noah. two of them. I'm not okay. Uh, I'm taking Noah. You didn't. You weren't going to take Noah. I I had two written down today. Um, I had Noah written down, obviously, but I'm I'm going to the game that you just said you like the the over. I like Nicholas Batum a lot today. Um, those are probably my, my two favorite guy. value plays. Okay, so. perfect. We have our same exact guys. Yeah. So, uh, over over eight K, not to five X. Who's your bust today? Whew, um, I haven't really Good thought about the whole luck. overall thing. Um. I think that the answer is probably going to be in the lower end. So you probably of the 8K range. I'll say D'Angelo Russell. Like, I actually think it's a great matchup for him and he could go nuts, but I'm just going to say him because he's just a wild card. <laughs> and I sort of think everybody else is going to be right around there. You know what? I, I hate picking this guy. I think this might be the first time I've picked him all, all year for this, but give me Curry. Interesting. Wow. I just couldn't bring myself to say it. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it's that crazy to say it. It's just more of like, I feel like he's the real answer in that price range. Like Kyrie coming off of a blowout loss, Drummond, Beal, like these guys are in better matchups. Like, yeah. I mean, Curry, it's like if he makes, if he does what he usually does, he's going to put up just 50. But if he doesn't, he's, yeah, that makes sense. Just one bad day. Uh, favorite 6X play on the slate. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to take the weird one just because it's so weird and off the board and it sort of suits what I was saying. Um, I'm going to say Mo Harkless. 
Wow. You like you really like him today. I don't know if I like like I'm not gonna say he's my favorite player or anything, but like no one's gonna play him. And six X at thirty six hundred is not that hard to reach for he's gonna put up over twenty fantasy points. Yeah, I know. Harrison Barnes would be my other guy. Sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. I was just trying to stall. Um at this price point, I, I really like I man, I, I hate not being able to call him the hair anymore, but give me Elf Peyton. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, uh, fifty two hundred, I think there's a really good chance that he goes for thirty plus. So still think Peyton's too cheap and we need to continue to take advantage of it until they raise his price. So um on that note, Bobby, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Only uh yeah, good to be back with you. And I probably should have said Julius Randall for the last question because he he's the guy I should say for six X. <laughs> all right on that note we're gonna get out of here we'll be back talking some more basketball tomorrow good luck in your contest tonight and we'll see you then